Hey, Granville Chapel youth, welcome back to our Lent 2020 podcast series, 40 Days with Jesus. Well, here we are. It's still our spring break, and out there, the world is reeling with concerns over COVID-19. And in here, we're reading Matthew chapter 6. It's the second part of us looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And I think it's a great opportunity to look at what his values are as we get close to Easter, as we're going to contemplate the meaning of Jesus' gift on the cross for us, and what that means for life in God's world, living out his kingdom values. So as you turn to Matthew chapter 6, I actually want to start with a story. This story goes back to 1997. I was in my fourth year of university in Saskatchewan. It was March. It's frozen outside. And I was about to graduate after four years of studying medical sciences, microbiology. And so here I am about to graduate. I had no clear job in place and I didn't have a plan. On top of that, I had gotten engaged recently to the love of my life, to Clianza. But I was, it was dawning on me, what am I going to provide? How am I going to do this? And so I was walking around campus that day, racked with worry. I couldn't study. And I was just sort of wandering. I was looking at people, looking outside, and my mind was just worrying. I was not sure how to feel or what to do. But let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to come back to that story, but I want to get us into the words of God to see how they relate to that kind of story and maybe a story you're facing. So as you turn to the opening words in chapter 6, there's so much going on here where Jesus is essentially pointing us to that secret life we have with God. He talks about a number of things. He talks about our giving. In our giving, he talks about giving in secret because it's going to be from God alone that we get our reward because God alone sees our heart and has that secret communion with us. He then talks about when we pray and he says, when you pray, don't be like hypocrites praying in public, but go in secret alone to your room because you're before the Father God. This is Jesus pointing us to intimacy, to connection, to that heart-level contact with God who is Father. And then in verse 9 to 13, we move into these famous words of the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is saying stuff like, Your name, your kingdom, your will, your provision of daily bread, your forgiveness of sins, your deliverance from evil. You see, Jesus is getting at us focusing properly on God the Father. That's where our focus needs to be, no matter what's going on around us. In verse 16 to 18, again, it's about fasting in secret. Um, In verse 19 to 24, there's a famous words about treasure. And he's talking about don't store up for yourself treasure in heaven. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. Again, super timely words as we think of this uh, global pandemic. Probably a lot of the fears we're facing is uh, a matter of losing grip uh, on where our treasure is. And it's actually a chance to refocus. Is the Lord our treasure? Is his kingdom, his ways? Do we trust him with all that is important to us? And then we get to some central words about this passage from verse 25 to 34. I'm going to read verse 25 for you. Therefore... No matter what's going on in your world, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes or toilet paper or hand sanitizer? You see, Jesus is getting at a really timeless truth is that the essence of our life isn't just these externals. But in fact, he goes on to say, your heavenly father knows all that you need. He knows these external things you need. And he invites us to trust the father deeply in your heart, in your gut, with the things you need most. And when we do that, Jesus is promising here that God himself will deliver life. He'll deliver his kingdom to us, his righteousness. He'll make us like him inside and out, which in fact, in the Bible, that's the definition of what life really is. And then two, Jesus says, of course, he'll be able to supply you with the things, the daily needs of your body. And he does that by saying, look at the birds, look at the flowers, how they're dressed. So here, I'm going to take you back to my story. So there I was paused, frozen, looking out at this sort of winter and I was full of worry. But then something caught my eye. There was a tree out there and I noticed a, a flicker, a little brown bird. And there he is at minus 20. He's pecking at a cluster of frozen berries on a snowy tree. He'd found something to eat on a frozen, barren winter day. And like a, like some kind of voice or sense in my head, I just remembered these words. Mike, look at the birds. Look how I provide for them. You're going to be okay. So it was these words, and I, I actually looked them up later. And what it did, uh, hearing that in the middle of my worry, it actually filled me with a surge of confidence. I suddenly wasn't feeling so alone and kind of started feeling a little bit better. Now, everything didn't change all at once. I actually had work to do. Uh, and that's that way with God. Answers don't just fall in our lap. But in fact, these words, do not worry, is an invitation to change our focus. It's an invitation to actually inspire action, to live and work with hope, to live with partnership with God, who is our provider. So what that meant for me is I got back to studying and I'm pretty sure I did fine. I got my degree. It got me to searching for a summer job. And in fact, I got turned down for a job I thought I really needed in cancer research, but it wasn't for me. So I moved to Alberta. That's where Clienz and I were getting married. And the focus was, okay, let's prep for this wedding. But in, in, as time went, suddenly, quite soon, I did get a job. And it was related to environmental science, uh, right up my alley. We found an apartment. I made new friends. And a new life began in ways that I couldn't imagine it on that winter day, uh, feeling depressed, staring out at that tree. You see, this urge from God to do not worry got me off my seat. It got me actively trusting in God to provide. He filled me with his sense of hope and joy, and it sort of rose slowly in me, and it led me to action. It wasn't instant. You see, do not worry is a practice we have to grow into. It's a sort of lifestyle, a kingdom of God lifestyle of trusting our Father, where we're going to find uh, that he's good. He's a good father. He's holding our hand and he's pointing to the things that are actually true life, which is relationship with him. It's not the stuff we think we need to fulfill us or complete us. We leave that to him. He provides and he gives us true life. So as every time, I'm going to turn us to a question and a prayer. So first, the question. Today, as you reflect, can you admit uh, in secret to the Father where you're most worried? 
Um, has worry sort of spiraled you down into a gloomy kind of depressive place? I really want to invite you, bring your worry into God's light. And you'll find it's not as bad when you, when you put it in his hands. And next, a related prayer. Let's turn our worries into prayers. Take a moment, go into your room, into the secret place. At the heart level, I want you to have a conversation with your father. I want you to give him your worries and know that you're not alone. Imagine yourself maybe as that bird eating berries on a frozen tree and realize what God wants to give you. So there you go. Thanks so much for listening in today. And I hope you've enjoyed it and been more inspired in the middle of the spring break with everything going on around you. I hope that you're tuning your heart to the ways of Jesus during Lent. Have a great day at home with your family, whatever else you're doing. And I'll see you right here next time on our 40 Days with Jesus podcast.